Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That is a track called I'm Your Fool. It's taken from the album Guardians of the Legacy uh, by Eddie and the Hot Rods. And I'm so pleased uh, to say that we've got the drummer, Simon Bowley, uh, on the phone uh, at the moment. Good morning, Simon. How are you? Good morning, Kev. I'm very well. Thank you. Jolly, jolly good. Now then, um, I, 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 while I was chatting to you off, off air, I mentioned that uh, we played um, Do Anything You Want to Do, which I must admit is one of my favourite tracks from uh, from the 1970s. Uh, and I mentioned it doesn't now, in 2023, it doesn't sound as punky, may, maybe as, as, you know, sort of what people remember it by. But it's a great pop song. Uh, and I don't know how you feel about sort of you know, sort of back in, in that time, being uh, sort of called a, a, well, a pop song. Uh, it's just a great song, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it crosses so many genres and, and boundaries. Um, um, I mean, obviously, the words, you know, were, were very of the time uh, and, and the youth of the day, wanting to break out of the city and a lack of jobs and this, that, and the other. But the, the, the mad thing is that it, it's kind of... It, it's, it, it, it doesn't lose any time, you know. It, it, it still says the message 40-odd years down the line. Um, and it, and it, it's still there. And it's, a, it's one of them songs. I think that's why it, it is so popular. That Although it was recorded in 1977, you know, you could play it today and it, it still sounds fairly fresh. The words are still as meaningful today as they were then. I was thinking actually when I was listening to the words and and thinking about sort of the, the state the world is in today, uh, we've not moved on that much really from exactly. from the nineteen seventies. Exactly. Now exactly. The, the original lineup, which included your uncle of course, Steve Nichol, uh, lasted ten years, nineteen seventy five to nineteen eighty five. I mean that was longer than most punk bands of that era <laughs> were, were you know ever together. It's longer than most marriages actually. Um, so <laughs> give us a potted history of that ten years um, for Eddie and the Hot Rods. Um, well, as, as I mean, obviously, I was at that point. I was I was just a child, you know. I was yes. seven years old. But because I was so closely linked to the band, um, we're a very close family. So because yes, as you as you rightly say, Steve Nichols, my uncle. So um, I mean, it was just as far as I I know, and, and and getting all the stories from Barry from the last twenty odd years, you know, it was just a, a whirlwind of of excitement, and and it was literally a band that Barry and Steve put together as they were coming out of school just for, you know, because they lived in Rochford, very, very sleepy village just outside South End. Nothing went on, nothing happened. Let's, let's form a band like you do with your mates. And then, you know, one thing led to another. Dave Higgs then got involved, who lived on Camden. and he was strongly involved with Dr. Feelgood. From there, Ed Hollis, who was a local DJ, but had lots of connections in the London pub rock scene, got involved. Um, and the next thing, you know, they're, they're then doing residencies at, at venues like the Kensington uh, and, and bands like that with, with Joe Strummer's 101 as a support band. Um, and it wasn't long. I think it was only pr- probably a matter of just over a year. And all of a sudden, Island Records came knocking on the door. And, and now we're in 1976. And, and, and the, the Hot Rods at that point were what you would call to, as today as a boy band. You know, they were all under 17 years old. And all of a sudden, there's these fresh-faced kids playing high-energy rock and roll, and and the, the the music press latched onto it and kind of went, "This is this is the beginning of of British, British punk," um, and that's where the whole thing stemmed from. And then, of course, 
the Sex Pistols opened for them at the marquee and there was that famous, you know, where they smashed the gear and there was a bit of a fight. Of course, the, the Sex Pistols then got the headlines in the music press and from there on in, punk rock just exploded. Um, and the Hot Rods kind of stayed true to their rock and roll sort of roots and said, well, we, we, no, we're not cutting our hair. We're not wearing all the pins and we're not a punk band. We're a great rock and roll band. And unfortunately, kind of got left a little bit behind as the punk thing went went flying ahead. Um, but, you know, the, the legacy is that they were one of the first English punk bands, if you like, to ever go to America. And they were with the Ramones and later on Talking Heads and bands like that. You know, they're great, they're great bands opening for them. The Police opened for them in, in the United States and Tom Petty. You know, there was all these really big bands opened for the Hot Rods. But unfortunately, you know, really bad management decisions, record company decisions. Um, and I think 10 years, they just completely burnt out. They were on the road constantly and, and didn't, really, didn't really take that time to pull back and go, let's make another really great album. Instead of that, the, the, the record label just kept them constantly on tour to, to, to make money and, and a money-making thing, and, and the band just burnt out. Well, thankfully, they rejoined. Uh, well, not rejoined. They, they sort of got back um, together. Um, Barry, of course, Barry Masters, the lead singer, um, he was, was in there as well um, up to 2019 when, sadly, he passed away. But um, when did you join, and, and how was it that you got to, to join? Was, was it a case of sort of, you know, your uncle was there, he asked you to join. How did it all happen with you joining? Well, in 1996, they kind of, Barry, Steve and bass player Paul Gray, they kind of all got back together, were chatting, talking. They decided to record an album called Gasoline Days, which they released. Um, and they did a small UK tour. Um, and then it all kind of went back, 1997, it all went back to, you know, well, that tour was done, wasn't a great load of interest you know you know it's another another old 70s band out doing some gigs um and and i'm at this point i was nothing to do with with the band i I, you know apart from obviously still seeing my uncle and talking to my uncle um I, i i was off i was doing my building work you know i'd left school i was doing what i was doing but there was a guitar player that i knew and he'd been uh doing some recording on the demos for the Gasoline Days album. So I was working away in, in Leon C, just up the road from where I live, and all of a sudden, Gary comes around, and he says, oh, sorry, I'm, Eddie and Otwaz have got a gig tonight at the Royal Standard in, in London. Um, Steve's not doing it, and they haven't got a drummer. Do you want to do it? So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I'd grown up playing the songs. I, I knew the songs like the back of my hand. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, no problem. So I literally turned up. I hadn't seen Barry or or Paul for probably the best part of 10, 15 years, jumped on the drums. We, we went through the whole thing. We'd done the gig. It was a great gig. Um, and they were kind of like, wow, it's just like having Steve back on the drums. And I'm like, well, I've grown up playing along to Eddie and the Rods albums. They're second nature to me. It's just what I do. Um, and from there, and that was it really. And then, and then we went off and we'd done a tour of, of Holland and we recorded a live album out in Holland. Um, and, and that's really how I got involved. I was literally just standing in, and then from there, I carried on. I carried on doing the gigs, and here I am, 26 years down the line, and I'm still doing it. Well, jolly good. I'm glad. I'm glad you are as well. The album is 
absolutely brilliant. I love the album. It's it's just pure rock and roll. Uh, and but the media love to pigeonhole bands uh, and still describe the band as a punk band. I mean, how would you describe your band? To me, it's it's a great rock band, uh, rock album, and a great rock band as well. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we 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 don't like to pigeonhole ourselves. We're very lucky that you know we can we can go out. And we can play with the damned or 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 stiff little fingers. In fact, you know, we we did a great tour with stiff little fingers uh, before you know Barry sadly passed away. Um, and we appeal to that. We can still appeal to that punk rock audience, but we're not punk rock or anyone anyone that actually is you know seriously into their journalism. Whatever else, will always say Eddie and the Hot Wheels were never a punk band, but they did spearhead the whole punk era so we don't kind of we don't mind we don't mind people saying oh yeah you're a punk band but if if we will turn around and go well, no well, actually we're not we're just a really really good rock and roll band you know if you put us on with say i don't know aerosmith or you put us on with you know uriah heap or whatever else we will rock the stage with them as a rock band if you put us on with the damned stiff little fingers blah 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 we will we'll appeal to to that audience we also can then go out with Dr. Feelgood and, and the R&B audience get what we're doing. So I think we're in one way, we're lucky because we cross genres of, of different types of music. But as you rightly say, press, uh, um, et cetera, love to pigeonhole you. And, and straight away, they always go, oh, yeah, yeah, punk rock band from Canby. And in fact, it wasn't. It's, it's just a great rock and roll band, stroke rock band from Southend-on-Sea. Totally agree. Now then, there seems to be, and, and sort of in with this, if you like, an in inverted commas, punk um, resurgence at the moment, because people seem to be discovering or rediscovering people from that era. Uh, I mean, Glenn Matlock um, from the Sex Pistols, he's got a brand new album out, and it's absolutely, um, it's a brilliant album, and so many different styles on that as well, as well as mm. the sort of really good rock stuff. Uh, but uh, in Leicester uh, at the moment, um, the so there seems to be um, this this little bit of a research, and there's a museum there. Which at the moment um, they have um, a, an exhibition, uh, if you like, of, of sort of groups and fashions and music and everything from from that era. Uh, it's called Punk Rage and Revolution. It's until the 10th of June. Uh, why do you think sort of artists from the era where where you know you were really big? Why do you think people are rediscovering that music again now? I, th I think it's just people want something that is real. It was an era, it was an it was a time when very very few, if any, bands were manufactured. You know, you had your early seventies where you obviously had basically Rollers um, and, and a couple other bands that were put together, but by the mid seventies, the whole it was literally just lads getting together that could that could play guitar, could play drums, might not have been brilliant at it, and just put out these great tunes. And the the fact that it wasn't overcomplicated, if you were a 16-year-old kid sitting in your bedroom and all of a sudden the undertones or the pistols or the hot rods or whoever came on, it wasn't, you didn't have to be a wizard on the guitar or drums to be able to play along to that song. So it was real. It was it was absolutely honest rock and roll that could be played by lots of people. And I think that's why it 
the, the music appealed to it. The fashion, obviously, of the punk was a completely, you know, that's a different, completely story maybe for another day. But I think musically, it was definitely because it was just real by real people, not manufactured or, or you know, there was no fake about it. And maybe it also might be because at the moment there, there doesn't seem to be anything new around. So people are looking for, for stuff from the past and rediscovering all these great artists like uh, the Hot Rods, like Glenn Matlock uh, and, and all those others around. Now then, the album, Guardians of the Legacy. Um, I believe that was written during COVID, was it? It was indeed. It was, yes. I mean, we, we, we had, we had we, like everybody else, we, we went into hiatus really for 18 months and, and kind of went, well, let's let's actually use the time and do something and um yeah we and, and and mick stoner was our new our new bass player came along um and we'd actually sort of said messed around and said but well, we should maybe write some new songs for for the new album and, and and say look this is the new band now moving forward and he just happened to turn around and say i've got a demo that i did probably 25 years ago he said it's called guardians of the legacy so i'm sure if we change the words around a little bit this that, and the other it would make a great track and that's literally where it came from what i love about uh, especially one of the tracks on the album as well it's like a thank you to everyone who's uh, supported you uh without you we are no one which is a great it's a great song title isn't it because the fans listen to that and and they they really feel as if they're they're part of the band don't, don't they yeah totally Totally, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. I can't, I can't really say any more. You've, you've said it all about that. That is, that exactly it. Without you, well, we are no one, and and uh, and that is it. That's what that whole album is about. It's, it's about, it's about saying thank you to Lady and Hot Rods past because not only because we play in the band, but the one great thing about the, the lineup in Hot Rods now, although myself, Richard Holgarth, uh, and and Dipster or Ian Dean, the, the now singer have all been in the band for well over 20 years. We're also massive Eddie and the Hot Rod fans, you know. Everyone that's been in the band has been in it because they're big Eddie and the Hot Rod fans, not just because they went, oh, Eddie and the Hot Rod, oh, yeah, I'll have some of that. I might be able to make a few quid. It is literally because we are big fans of, of the band back from the 70s. So the album was a big tipping your hat to Eddie and the Hot Rods, keeping the legacy alive, saying thank you to the fans, that have stuck by us, and this is us moving forward. Now, there's still uh, you're touring again, and they're a great live band. Anybody who's, who's not seen Eddie in the Hot Rods, I've not seen you live, but I've seen um, videos, and it looks amazing. Now, the closest to Nottingham you get on this current tour uh, is in Sheffield at the Greystones on the 7th, uh, 7th of July, and uh, supported by Department S. Now, that apart from tracks from Guardians of the Legacy, uh, will you be playing stuff like Do Anything You Want to Do and Quit This Town and, and the, sort of the older stuff? Oh, totally, totally. We're, we've always we've always said um, we've always said we'll, 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 the classics have got to be played. You know, there's no doubt. Teenage yeah. Depression. I might be lying. Quit This Town. Telephone. You know, all the classics that people love to hear will be will will be still playing. That's part of the legacy. But uh, and, and obviously we still want to be playing um, our brand new new tracks. Um, and there are dates being added all the time. We're actually going to be doing a more um, extensive tour in February, which hopefully there is uh, there is a gig penciled for Nottingham. So it is literally keep an eye on the website um, because there will be more dates being added. 
Marvellous stuff we'll look out uh, for those then. Uh, and I, I said that uh, it's supported by Department S. Are you also drumming for Department S on that gig? <laughs> I am. That was a, that <laughs> Busy was man. Another, that was another, <laughs> another gig that came about during, during COVID and, and, and after Barry sadly passed away. You know, we, we had no intention of carrying on after Barry died. As far as we were concerned, that was it. Our, you know, Barry... Barry wasn't Eddie and the Hot Rods. He was never Eddie as much as the arguments that I've had with people. Oh, you know, that, that, he was Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's the singer. No, Eddie isn't the singer. Barry Masters is the singer. Yeah. But because he had been a frontman for so long, um, we didn't really, we just couldn't see, uh, well, once he's gone, how, how, do we, how do we carry on? Um, so at that time, I'd actually been doing a few dep shows for Department S and, and they kind of said, well, do you want to do it? Of as more sort of a full time role, and I was like, well, I don't think Eddie and the Hot Rods are going to be carrying on now that Barry's gone. So I, I agreed to do it, and they're a great bunch of lads, and we, and we all get on well. So um, that's kind of that. I'm ca- carrying on that as a as my sort of side project, um, and there's a new great great new album coming out from them as well um, a bit later in the year. So they said, well, we'll, we'll jump on, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's cool. That way, it's so much easier. Use one drum kit. I'll go on, I'll play there, and then we go on and we do, do an Eddie and the Hot Rods. It's, it's, a, it's a great little unit and a great way of touring. Definitely. Now, uh, Department S, uh, we're back in the Heritage Charts just recently with Is Vic There, the new version of that. Uh, I'm Your Fool is in the Heritage Charts as well. Everything is looking absolutely wonderful for both bands. Um, so how can people find out more about Eddie and the Hot Rods and Department S? Um, simplest way, I mean, it is all over social media. Just, just literally put Department S or Eddie and Hot Rods, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, and you will get up loads of different social media sites. But for the best stuff, for Eddie and the Hot Rods, simply www.eddieandhotrods.com. On there, you'll find our online shop that's got all the new albums, T-shirts, etc., etc. Um, tour dates, news. You can. You can Facebook us and, and chat to us personally. We answer all of the stuff ourselves. It's not run by, you know, another team of people or whatever else. You are actually talking to the band. And the same with Department S. Just go in Department S um, and you can subscribe to, uh, to like, the newsletter and everything else and you'll get updates on the new album. Um, so, yeah, it's all, a very, it's all very personal. You know, we like to, we like to actually talk to the people rather than someone else talking on our behalf and sort of saying, oh, yeah, we'll pass that on to the band because, but, you know, that's, that's what we're about. It's, it's, it's just simple rock and roll. And we love it. And I, I will vouch for that because, you know, it, it's such a personal service. You, you, do, uh, you, sort of, you do get through to somebody in the band, no, no sort of middleman, and it's great. The album uh, Guardians of the Legacy is out now. Uh, all the tour details, all the tour details that uh, we've got at the moment are on the website. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where I'm Your Fool goes tonight uh, in the Heritage Charts. Yeah. I've been voting. I've been voting. Um, so <laughs> Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you from someone who w- was back there in the 70s buying the original Eddie and the Hot Rods uh, record. It, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to somebody who's still involved in, in the band and creating great rock music as well. Um, um, have a great Sunday, and uh, and we'll we'll check in tonight to see where the, where the song goes up the charts, um, and also with the album as well. Have a lovely Sunday, uh, Simon, and uh, and we'll play out with the title track, Guardians of the Legacy. Take care. Thank you, Maisie. Bye bye. 
did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you. Thank you.